Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy, and we are here to guide you to go from good to amazing in the bedroom and beyond. All right, welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast. This is episode 201, and it's titled, My Wife Loves Me But Doesn't Desire Me. So this is something that we see a lot with clients. When we work with male clients, they say, well, you know, my wife and I, we have a great relationship. We're like best friends, but she never wants to have sex and we don't really have much of a sex life. And maybe it's been months or even years since they've had sex. And they basically end up being like roommates or co-parents. The problem with that is usually he's not okay with that. And so what we're going to be talking about today is why does that happen and what can you do about it? Well, and the other part too is that that's one example, but the other one that people deal with is where literally they feel rejected, that no matter how hard they try, she turns down sex more than she says yes. They feel like she's got the power in her hand and that he's got to beg for it. And then it creates this very, very unhealthy dynamic. So that's another extreme of that place where he might even question, does she love me or she loves me as a dad, as a provider, as this side. But that sexual side is not one that's being uh, appreciated or celebrated. Yeah. So you're, you're right. You have, you have the they love each other and they're like, they get along great, but there's no sex. And then you have the, wow, it's like, I'm not even sure she even likes me kind of uh, side that that can happen also. So we're going to be talking about all of that stuff today. And we're going to give you some reasons why it happens and some solutions on how to fix it. And just a little warning. We are going to be very straightforward. There might be things that we share that you may not like. Oh, there will be a few things that we share (laughs) that that you are not going to want to hear because you're not going to think that it's your problem. You're going to think that it's her problem and we're going to tell you otherwise. And while we do understand, by the way, that in several marriages, it is the opposite where the man doesn't have desire anymore. This show in particular is focused on when she no longer has desire and she isn't showing up in the bedroom. So maybe we'll make the the other one another show at some point down the line. Yeah, we could. I mean, it's more common in in the scenario that we're going to be talking about today but also there's there's a lot of similarities like that's true there are some additional things that we would talk about if we were doing it the opposite way but a lot of the things we're going to talk about could work for both all right well let's help put you out of your misery and let's get started first with a big shout out to our sponsors power and mastery so if you want to join the secret club of men who are great in bed then check out power and mastery at powerandmastery.com it is the most complete sexual mastery training for men whether you want to have harder erections last longer or increase your sexual skills there is something for you at power and mastery.com. Link is in the description below. Again, powerandmastery.com. Make sure you check it out. All right. So we want to start by talking about some of the possible reasons why she has no interest sexually. So one of the first places that Mel will go is like, what's wrong with me? 
what uh is it the waist you know my waistline that's growing is it my balding head or things like that and well it could be it's not always that and it's rarely just one thing it's most likely a combination of several different factors so keep that in mind you know we do hear from men often that they think okay what's wrong with me but i don't think that's the first place they go I think that's the place they eventually get to when they've exhausted everything else. I think a lot of the time, the first, the first place a man goes is, what's wrong with her? How come she doesn't want sex? <laughs> well, let's talk about what, uh, what can go on. So number one, we put it as number one because it truly is number one. She might not be getting the sex that she wants. So you have to understand that. And, and it kind of ties into also the second one later. But we women are cyclical. We go through different phases in life. And what used to work at the beginning of the relationship may not work later on in life. And it, it's just is part of life. And I know sometimes you're thinking, well, set it, forget it. I know the moves. I know what to do. But that's not how our bodies are. That's not how we respond. And sometimes we also don't know what we don't know and then things change and then we have a desire for something else i mean has it ever happened to you that there was a certain food that you did not like or want and then you grew up and suddenly you're like i'm, I'm gonna try this food again and you're like wow this is delicious i put it on everything this happened to me with olives <laughs> uh, yeah so it's possible that what she wants from sex has changed over the years. And if he's not keeping up with that, she may not be getting the sex that she wants. It's also possible that she's just never gotten the sex that she really wanted. And she was okay with it for a period of time, right? Mm -hmm. Like, ah, I'll go along with it. He wants sex. It's not that great for me, but whatever. We're married and I just need to do the, my wifely duties or whatever. And then at a certain point in life, she's just like, you know what? screw this. Why do I keep doing this for him? It's not any fun for me and I'm just not going to do it anymore, right? So the reality is, is that if you were giving her the kind of sex that she really wanted, where she was like, holy fuck, what just happened, <laughs> right? She's going to want it. She's going to want it more often, right? And that's just a simple fact. And, and this is something that we talk about all the time on the show and with a lot of our clients. Like the first thing you have to look at when somebody's not interested in having sex is what is the quality of your sex like? Mm -hmm. and, and is it something that she would want to keep returning for? And then you got to be curious and ask what's going on. So that leads to our point number two. With pregnancy and hormonal changes after delivery, she could be suffering from postpartum depression. She could be having like her hormones all over the place. And that will absolutely affect her libido, her desire for sex. It will affect her body's response, her lubrication. And so whether it's pregnancy or it's menopause. Right. I was going to add like that in. Hormonal changes of any kind, right? Depending on where you are in your life, these things will suck the desires out of you and will create... Suck and not in a good way. <laughs> not in a good way. 
And then it changes how you feel about yourself because a lot of your emotions are tied to your hormones. You don't recognize yourself anymore as, as the woman. You have no control over what's going on. You feel like you're on a roller coaster. You don't know how to pull yourself out of the mood. Um, or your body now is hurting. There's pain, discomfort because uh, you are not lubricating the same anymore or there's a thinning of the skin. And so all of these things are possible and you have to have an understanding, is she going through something difficult like this? And then it has nothing to do with you, you know, then that can be addressed and, yeah. and we can talk about this later. So the thing is, most people do not realize how driven by their hormones they actually are. So like a perfect example is when men age, right, and they go through andropause and their testosterone levels drop. Well, some men feel like, ah, you know, I don't have motivation. I, I can't put on muscle anymore. I don't work out the way I used to. Then they go to their doctor and they say, there's something wrong with me. And, and nowadays it's pretty common for doctors to look at that and say, oh, well, look at your testosterone levels. We're going to put you on hormone replacement therapy. And the second they get on hormone replacement therapy, they're like, oh my God, my whole world has changed, right? But they had no idea how much it was the hormones that were affecting them. That's just one example. I mean, you can give a million examples of women too. And so the, the point simply is that, you know, if you're having a lack of desire issues, that's one thing that you do need to check because you're probably not even aware that your hormones have shifted and that it is affecting you. So you, you just need to make sure you look at it. It's not always the, the cause. But. but you are also in a tricky place because if her hormones are out, out of balance and you start to approach the, pro the subject, it might be tricky, you know? Yeah, yeah. well, <laughs> if you go to her and you say, hey, honey, I think your hormones are out of whack. She's going to smack you upside the head. But, but what you could say is, is, hey, you know, I mean, I get it. You're, you're not feeling any desire. And, you know, maybe we should just, you know, have some routine tests done to make sure that everything's all good with you, you know? For sure, for sure. Reason number three, uh, that you are experiencing constant relationship issues or unresolved issues. So constant issues are mostly like, resentment, bickering, complaining, all of these things. And um, unresolved issues might have been, oh, there was a cheating or there was abuse a long, long time ago that could have happened to her when she was a teenager. She never dealt with the pain and now she's in a relationship with you. She's finally feeling safe enough that those things can come up to the surface. And uh, well, that's there. Yeah. So if there's if there's past trauma that's coming up, it may be because she feels safe to finally let the trauma out. But the other issues are potentially that she doesn't feel safe enough that's with you. I know guys are like, right now they're shaking their heads. They're going, what the fuck? First she's not safe enough, then she's too safe. Then it's like, oh God, what? God damn, why can't, you know? I know it's totally frustrating don't for Don't try men. to make sense of her emotional no. up and downs. No. I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next on the list, excessive attention to the kids. This is a huge one that we see. You know, one of our biggest complaints over the years, because we, we, you know, we have not had kids, but a lot of our friends do have kids. And one of our biggest complaints is that, you know, when some of our friends have chosen to have kids, they disappear off the face of the earth. Now, I get it. 
they're super busy, especially in the first year or so. Like I, I totally understand it, and I, I don't give them a hard time for that. But what I notice is a lot of couples get so preoccupied by it's all about the kids. It's all about the kids. So all those other parts of their life sort of disappear. And one of the parts that can disappear with that is the relationship and the sex. So, you know, more recently, we've had some friends that actually do a fairly decent job of making sure that they still go do stuff. They still meet with friends. They still have a life, even though they've got two kids, one of which is brand new, right? Mm -hmm. And, and And it's really refreshing because I haven't had that many friends who really did that, who really took the time to make sure like, hey, we're still adults. We still want to have a life even though we love our kids. I mean, they consciously chose to have a second kid several years after the first one when they thought they were done. So it's not like, oh, oops, well, whatever, they were an afterthought. Like they were, it was a very conscious decision. And yet it's also a very conscious decision to make time to spend with friends. They take downtime on their own. Like they do all of that. So it's totally possible to do. You just have to make it a point to do it. Yeah. You know, sometimes you just become, that's his new identity. And it's like, I'm just a mother. And that's where she's losing herself into. Um, and it's important to not lose all of that because if she doesn't address that sooner or later, it will, you know, slap her in the face again. And if a woman is so focused on the kids, then by the time she hits menopause, if she had her kids early, and that's about when they leave home too, she crumbles like she doesn't know who she is anymore she's losing her identity and it's a big crisis i've had a few friends go through that yes. where they are they they literally say the words that come out of their mouth is i don't know who i am exactly and so understanding if you're seeing that that is where it's heading that all her attention are on the kids you have to you know talk about that again we'll we'll talk about how to's in a few in a few minutes. Um, let's continue maybe down our list. We've got a few more things to cover. Reason number five why she might not be wanting you sexually is because she is just stressed out. Her day is filled up. She is stressed to the max, and it's really hard to feel any desire when we're stressed. And you know that because you're the same, men or women, it doesn't matter. Some people will use sex to reduce their stress level and they're like, okay, I can know how to do that. But a lot of women will just be like, sex becomes one more thing to do on the to-do list and they're tired just at the thought of checking it off the list. And so that place of being overly stressed is a place that most people find themselves in. Yeah, I think it's a little easier for guys. I mean, we experience this as well. When we're older, it's easier for that stress and busyness and tiredness to kill our desire. When we're younger, we could be half dead and we're like, let's fuck. That <laughs> <laughs> definitely changes as we get older. But, but for women, for sure, if she's stressed and it doesn't really matter what age she is, that's yeah. like... The, the thought, the desire for sex just goes right out the window. Yes. So, and we'll talk, of course, at the end of the show about what you can do about it, about how, because, you know, sometimes you're probably thinking, well, fuck, that's just life. Like, mm -hmm. that, we got to do those things. So <laughs> there's, there's no fix for that. There is a fix for that. 
All right. So how about you take reason number six, Kevin? Because I think it's uh, it's an important one for <laughs> you to cover. All right. You are not showing up as a man in the relationship. What does that mean? Of course, of course, I'm showing up as a man. I'm a man. Of course, I do. Ah, but are you really? So this kind of speaks to sort of the polarity issue that we talk about. You know, are you creating that polarity between her and you? Are you stepping up and really being the man in the relationship? Or are you always leaving them? Well, well, is it okay with you? And it's, well, only if you really want to. And and please, 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 beg, beg, beg. Give, me, haven't had give sex me a in, scrap. We haven't had sex in three months. I think it's time. Can you give me some sex tonight? Right. So, and we're not saying to step up and demand, you know, get naked woman, spread your legs now, you know. <laughs> yeah. Just because you're married or in a relationship doesn't mean that you have full access anytime, any, anytime you wish, you know. I mean, it's still... <laughs> that, that's not what we're saying. But, you know, a man shows up to the relationship and he says, hey, here are the needs that I have. Ooh. And I would like for us to find a way for me to meet my needs. And if there isn't a way for you to meet my needs, let's talk about ways that I can still have my needs met, right? So you got to show up as a strong man who's like, here's what I want, here's what I need, and let's figure out how to make it happen. Yeah, there's this thing about when a man is not really showing up in his masculine, we will tend to step up and fill up that role, that gap, because we need direction. We need that sense of purpose. And, and so somebody has to do it and we'll step it up. We'll do it, which is very, very draining. But then if the, if the man comes with that neediness underneath, that clinginess coming to us, it is the most like, unattractive, unattractive thank unsexy you, thing ever. Ah, oh, such a massive turn off. And there's also something about the energy of coming to her through that place when you're not in your power, where if you're not careful, you guys can revert into a mother-child relationship. Oh, we see this and, a lot. And that, again, is not a, a situation that fosters uh, sexual attraction and desire because... She doesn't want to fuck you if she has to take care of you like you're her child. Exactly. Exactly. Just She, she just doesn't. So... Yeah, there, there's a lot of dynamics there. I mean, we've done whole shows on this, so there's only so much we can cover on it right now. But but yeah, if you end up in one of those dynamics where you know she ends up taking the masculine role and you end up in the feminine role, or she ends up mothering you and you end up being the child, any of those sort of unhealthy relationship dynamics, yeah, it's no wonder you're not getting any sex. <laughs> hey, I'm going to read a quote from the uh, 40-year-old virgin. Don't put the pussy on a pedestal. <laughs> right, which, you know, uh, sounds a little harsh, but what they're really trying to convey here is if you put them above you and you're down here groveling for scraps, you give away your power, right? Yeah. And then you're not showing up as strong man that you can be. Yeah, and the thing is, is you know, in, in today's... In today's modern society, if you asked women, you know, you know, what would you, how would you want the dynamic to be? No, no woman's going to say, I want him to be up here and me down here. Like, <laughs> like nobody's going to say that. And that's not what we're suggesting either. But we're also suggesting it shouldn't be the other way around. Women want a strong 
man. They want a strong, dominant, masculine man. They just do. I mean, we could go on for hours on this show and and give you example after example of all the ways that people want that. If you listened to our episode uh, with the authors of Be Less Dickish, we talked about that, right? Why they're attracted to the asshole um, and even the dick at times, right? So, But women also want to be able to be strong feminine. And so this is where it's... But they don't... They, see, this is where it gets frustrating for men because they want a strong dominant man, but they don't want a dictator. No, that is correct. Right? So they want a strong dominant man, but they also want to... They want to be like the queen who the, the king is the one up there saying, off with their heads. And meanwhile, she's over there whispering in his ear, that one, that one over there. And he's like, yes, yes, that one over there, you know? <laughs> right? In other words, she wants to have a say in it. She wants to know that her opinion matters and that if she has a strong feeling about something, that he will listen to her and that he will always take her opinion uh, into account. But she also wants him to step up and make some fucking decisions, like yes. be a strong man. Yes. And so that kind of is the other reason that we have about not creating the polarity, the chemistry. Again, it does come down to the masculine, feminine energy. And understand, too, that we have both within ourselves and that one of the purpose in a relationship is to bring the other person's energy into this balance. You want to have both your masculine and feminine energy well balanced within you and your partner can help you get there. So if you show up as a really weak man, you're not helping her either. Let's put it this way. Yeah. I want to go on to the next one, which is you're not living life with a greater purpose. Mm. You lack fire. So, you know, this is another thing that is highly attractive to women. So, you know, people always say, oh, why do women always go for, you know, the CEO wealthy guy, even though he's, you know, five foot four, balding, uh, big belly, and just totally unattractive in every way that you can think of. And yet he's got women mobbed all over him. (laughs) The reason is, is because he's doing something in life. He's motivated. He's successful. He's got a bigger why for being here. Women aren't really attracted to guys who are just sort of going through, (laughs) just going through the motions of life, Mm -hmm. right? Just getting by, just getting by. I'm just doing what I got to do. I just go to my job because I need money. And then, you know, I just take care of the things because they have to get done. And there's really no fire there. There's no, like, we all know that there are things in life we have to do that we don't want to do. Right. We, you know, we, maybe we have to go to the job. We have to earn the money. We have to take care of certain things, but somewhere in your life, there has to be that passion for something. It could be you have the most boring office, meaningless day job that is completely unattractive to a woman. But on the weekends, maybe you race cars and you are passionate about it and you win and you do well. And, you know, you're like, maybe you couldn't be a professional race car driver, but you love what you are doing and it brings fire and passion to you that you then, of course, bring to the relationship. it can show up in a ton of different ways. Maybe, maybe it's you're really passionate about, you know, playing music and you got that boring day job that doesn't do much for you, but it earns a decent living. But then she sees you, 
Friday night at the local bar rocking it and looking like a total rock star on stage. And she's like, that's the guy I want to fuck. Right there. Let's talk about our last reason here. And and I'm sure there are more reasons, you know, that's not all. But it's to kind of help you to start to have a deeper understanding about the dynamics and what goes on. But maybe she's trying to use sex as a bargaining chip. Honestly, in my opinion, it's the most cruel thing you can do to another human being. Um, But it is unfortunate that many people use that. And the way that it works is that it becomes a power trip. I think ultimately you have, if you are in a relationship where she uses sex as a bargaining chip, you have an unhealthy relationship. So the foundation of your relationship is not working. Maybe you never had it, probably never did, right? Uh, Have it as solid and it just keeps getting worse and worse as time goes on. And there's something to that usually when she's holding sex back from you or holding it back, there's this place where it helps her feel some power. Maybe she gets she, she gets something from it, okay? Maybe she gets some of your attention. Maybe she, she, there's something in it for her. And the way you react feeds her own thing. And you have to remember that It is only fun for her to do that and kind of poke at you if you react the way she expects you to react. So meaning that she's holding sex back and then you're like either begging or you're... um, you're withdrawing and then, you know, like you like just beating yourself up. Then she gets like all energized from that. And because you constantly react the same way, you guys are stuck in this very, very unhealthy behaviors and dynamic. It's only working because you keep doing the same thing. If you stopped reacting that way, even if she tried to poke at you and you're like, I don't care. You know, but like you really don't care. You're not just like pretending, closing your eyes and smiling and everything's okay when internally you're like boiling and it's going to explode. Things will change. So this is just an example of a super unhealthy dynamic that a lot of people are stuck in. They don't have good communication skills. They never took the time. And it is a little bit harder later on to establish that if you've never had that. But every relationship needs it. It is it must, otherwise you're just in a fucked up, just unhealthy relationship that's not worth it. Yeah, and for any ladies who are listening, if you're using sex as a bargaining chip, you're just hurting yourself as well. Yeah, oh, that's true too. So, you know, <laughs> you're not doing yourself any favors there. <laughs> All right, we are going to move into uh, some things to really look at. It's, it's going to be, a, we're going to hold a mirror for you here. And it comes with a warning that's, I'm pretty sure you're not going to like all of the questions we are going to ask. We highly recommend you write them down or listen to that part of the show again and and take the time to do a little introspection to get some answers because it will help you. But before we dive into this really, really meaty part of it, um, we want to give you something light and fun. So if you want to have some inspirations about what to do in your relationship, games to play, courses, supplements to help you, um, we've created a, a 
the product page on our on our on our website where we have hand selected great products that we love that we use that are supporting of your health sex life and relationship and so anytime you purchase from this page and from us it helps us to get a little commission and to continue to create more content for free for you anytime so you're helping yourself you're helping us and it's making the world a better place it's a win-win situation you get great products to help you with your sex life and your relationship, and you get to help us continue to do what we do. So go to CelineRemy.com forward slash products to check it out. CelineRemy.com forward slash products. Okay, so as Celine mentioned, we have some questions here, and these questions can help you hone in on which one of those reasons that we gave you above is the reason. It can help you understand the dynamic that's going on, which can then help you understand what you need to do to fix it. And it can really shine a light on some blind spots that you may potentially have. So some of these you'll go, yeah, of course. And some of these you're going to go, I don't really want to look at that, but you need to. So number one. Trigger warning. Number one, it's an interesting question because uh, we've posed this to a lot of people and they always stop and go, huh. (laughs) So the question is, why do you want to be with somebody who doesn't want to be with you, right? So, you know, when you look at... Who doesn't want you. Or who doesn't want you, yeah. Well, yeah. So it, it can go both ways. Doesn't want you or doesn't want to be with you. So when you're talking about being in a relationship and the and the person's really not into the relationship, you would say, why do you want to be with somebody that doesn't want to be with you? In this case, we're talking about somebody that doesn't want to have sex with you. So then the question becomes, why would you want to be with somebody that's not interested in having sex with you? Now, if you're not a sexual being and sex is not an important thing to you and who you are, then it's a moot point, right? But you would be the exception because sex is a huge part of a healthy relationship for most people. For the average human being, sex is an important and healthy part of their life and of their relationship. So then why would you want to be with somebody that doesn't want to have sex with you if it's important to you? Question number two, or actually it's kind of a follow-up on that question that we just asked you. Are you that insecure? Are you a guy who likes pain, punishment, and torture? Um, do you feel like you don't deserve a great relationship because that's what you that's what you tell yourself, right? Or do you have a belief that relationship is just full of resentment and that's how it is? Because I was working with a client and he gave me this, well, just relationship always compromised and they they have resentment. And I said, wow. This is interesting because I said, this is not the relationship I'm in. I said, this is not my truth. I said, it might be your truth, but it's definitely not the truth I experienced. You know, now would be a really good time to, to, to take a short, short, I promise, little detour to talk about the whole myth about relationships are all about compromise. Mm-hmm. Okay. We need to get this straight. I don't know that we've ever talked about this specifically so directly on the show. You have heard many, many times that relationships are all about compromise. And if you want to have a healthy relationship, it is, you're just going to have to compromise and compromise and compromise and compromise some more. Okay, here's the thing. This is not true. 
is true on a certain level and it's completely false on another level. So what do I mean by that? There are little things that you compromise about. What are we having for dinner? Well, I wanted this. Well, I kind of wanted that. Well, okay, we'll compromise and we'll have whatever, right? Like small things you compromise on all the time in relationships. Little things, things that aren't that important, right? But on the big things, the core things in a relationship, you do not compromise, right? So values, what, what is your value system? You don't compromise one of your values that you hold dear because you're in a relationship. You don't compromise your needs. You, needs are needs. for food, shelter, intimacy. These don't, are needs. <laughs> don't compromise your needs, right? So if sex is an important part of one of your human needs, like this is essential for you in your life, you don't compromise on that. You don't compromise on the core values, the things that are truly important to you in life. And if you have to, then you are not in the right relationship. Compromise on all the small stuff. Compromise on the color you paint the house. Compromise <laughs> on what car you buy. Compromise on where you go to dinner. Great. Do that shit all fucking day long. Do not compromise on your core values. And if your relationship is asking you to do that, you are not in the right one. Okay. Ooh. All right, let's move on to our next question. So why do you want to have her desire back if she doesn't want you? It's important to understand you why too, you know, like it's a, it's a, it's a good, it's a good question. Why do you want her back if she left, you know, if she didn't, if you're still in a relationship, but like what, what's really underneath? Because sometimes we think that what we want is sex. But what we truly want is attention or affection. Connection. Connection. And so you focus all your energy on I'm needing to put my penis inside her vagina needs to get laid, where ultimately what you really want is a, a loving touch, uh, is attention to your penis, is a kiss, a hug, to be told that you're handsome. So if you start to understand those things too, then you can also kind of like separate some of the things. You know, the reality is, is if all we wanted as guys was to feel good sensations in our penis and have an orgasm, we can do that ourselves anytime we want. The average teenager probably does it four times a day, right? <laughs> but yet we still constantly seek out somebody else to have sex with. Why? Because we're looking for more than just the genital sensations and the climax at the end. We want connection. We want human interaction. <laughs> we want the energy that's exchanged between the two of us. They make plenty of toys to simulate the feeling of having your penis in a vagina. Like they do. You can do that. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying that there's a reason why no matter how many times guys use a flashlight or one of these other <laughs> toys, they're still looking for a real woman. Yes. And please don't use your woman as a flashlight <laughs> because that's probably why she doesn't have desire. It could be. Mm -hmm. And last question to ask yourself, is the problem really her or is it how you're showing up? Ooh, I need my truth bomb sound effect right now. <laughs> Boom. Okay, so I, we need to expand on this just, just a hair. So in almost every situation when you're working with a man and he comes to you and he's like, I don't know what's wrong with my wife. She never wants to have sex. 
okay, right off the bat, there's an assumption that there's something wrong with her, right? Mm, yeah, but that's not what else. Now, there, there may be. I'm not saying that they're not right a certain percentage of the time. I'm simply saying that there is rarely ever a, what's wrong with us? How am I potentially contributing to this? It's usually, what's wrong with her and how do we fix her? <laughs> right? I mean, I just have to be honest. That's, what, yes. that's the way most of the guys come in, you know? So, you know, Celine mentioned earlier in, in this episode, we're going to be holding up a mirror. And right here's the mirror right here is you've got to look at yourself and go, where are you not showing up? Where are you not showing up as a strong man? Where are you not showing up as a good lover in the bedroom? Where are you not showing up by meeting the other needs that she has first before she's willing to fuck you? And where are you not showing up for yourself? Yeah, I mean, potentially. I mean, maybe the reason you're not showing up for her is because you're also not showing up for yourself. Whew. I mean, that that's huge, right? I mean, <laughs> this is showing it's full of truth bombs today, but the reality is, right, that you can't really show up for somebody else if you don't really show up for yourself. I go back to our, our, um, our show uh, with the authors of Be Less Dickish, right? I mean, this is the whole idea of the archetype of the pussy, never shows up for himself. He's constantly trying to, to show up for everybody else, but in the reality is, is he doesn't show up for himself because he's too busy trying to show up for everybody else, but because he doesn't show up for himself, he never really shows up for them either. He thinks he is, but they're constantly... Uh, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, disappointed, right? Because he's not really showing up for them the way that they want him to show up. And he's not capable of that because he's giving all of his power away to the other person. So, so if you're feeling a bit overwhelmed, it's okay. You don't have to do this alone. Kevin and I are here. We can do some hand-holding. We can do some mirror-holding. We can do some help. We have lots of solutions, strategies, tips to help you. You can hire us. You can work with us. You can work with Kevin. You can work with myself. Or you can work with both of us. Just you. Or you and your spouse, you don't need both of you to be on board. Just one person is enough because if you change your energy, you will change how things work and, and happen in your relationship. So just throwing this out there because in case you're like, oh my gosh, I don't even know and I'm, I'm petrified and I don't know where to start, we can help you. Mm -hmm. But we're going to give you some steps right now on what you can do about it. Some of the first things, because um, it's important to have some ideas and to try some things. And on this show, we are all about solutions. We don't want to just tell you what the problem is and say, <laughs> good luck, figure it out on yourself. Or we know the answers, but we're only going to tell you if you pay us $50,000, you know. <laughs> No, we're going to give you a list of things that you can do. They might be easy and you can take them and walk away and go, great, now I know how to fix my problem. And they might be really hard and you go, I don't know where to start with that. Maybe I should reach out to Celine and or Gavin. Yes. So number one, communicate. Communicate what's not working and create solutions. Communication, we always say communication is lubrication, but communication is key. If you have not established that foundational piece of the communication, your relationship is at risk of crumbling and falling apart. You both are going to be miserable. You need to be able to have a space where 
you can bring up when something's not working without the whole world falling apart. And you need to be able to brainstorm and see each other as a team and not adversaries on either side and trying to pull the rope towards you and getting all the energy on your side. No, you are the two of you on a team and you're working together to create this harmonious relationship. So communication is the first thing that needs to happen. It is the foundation. It is amazing to me how many relationship problems could be either fixed or completely avoided if people would just learn how to communicate. First, you have to communicate. Second, you have to learn how to do it well, like efficiently and empathetically, right? You know, like it's a whole thing. And it's something that ev- almost everybody avoids. And we, in fact, we even have in our uh, sexual mastery course, we have a bit about um, how to handle difficult conversations. So we have a difficult conversations formula in there that helps you have those conversations. Because the reality is, is if you're not getting the sex that you want, and she's constantly turning you down, how do you go about that? How do you bring that up in a way that's not going to make it worse? Right. And there are ways to do that. So, and it may not be the first thing you want to address because maybe now that you've asked yourself some of the questions and you're realizing that there are many of your needs that are not being met, that maybe you're not setting boundaries, you're allowing her, others to walk all over you. Maybe you want to start with smaller things to start to build your confidence and be like, okay, from now on, this is what I need. I need some downtime or I need this and that. I'm going to ask for it. And then I'm also going to put a consequence if the boundary is crossed. I'm going to stick to it and build my confidence. Yeah. So, so number two is address any problems in your relationship. And so the, the thing is the lack of sex might not be the main problem. It might be a symptom of a larger problem in the relationship. And so, you know, you might want to look for what else is not really working the way it should address that first. And if you address that first, then the sex might start falling more in line. Or at least if it doesn't, at least you've gotten the other stuff out of the way first, which will make working on the sex portion much, much easier. You know, sometimes it's funny. Some people say, well, we're in a business relationship. It's transactional. (laughs) (laughs) I can do it. And you know what's funny is it just dawned on me that when you're in a business relationship, usually you have very clear agreements. You have a contract. You lay out what the expectations are, what the hours are, what you know, what the pay will be, what the reward is. Then, then if you consider your relationship a very business-like agreement, then where are the guidelines? Where well, are the rules? You know what I find funny about that too? Is there's, I mean, like sometimes I've known people who've had relationships like that and it was necessary for where they were at in life in that moment. Like there were legal reasons. There were, there were just reasons mm-hmm. why it needed to be that way for that time. But here's the interesting thing that I always find is that when people are in relationships and they're like, this is a business transactional relationship, they still play by the rules of a love relationship, <laughs> right? Because you're, you're going to have different rules in a love relationship than you're going to have in a business <laughs> yeah. relationship. And I just think it's funny that they, they confuse the two all the time. It's like, if you're going to have a business relationship, then treat it like a business relationship and play by business rules, right? And if it's the other way, do it the other way. I just, I find that kind of funny. Like, okay, what does he mean when he says that? Well, you're in a business transactional relationship, which means 
you're really just cohabitating or you're co-parenting or whatever. Oh, it was a, a good financial agreement, like a, good, a yeah. thing that worked for both of you. You could buy the house that you wanted. You could get the, the boat, the car. You could like, you know. Right, right. So so by that means, the, the, the business rules would be, okay, you know, here's how much you own of this. Here's how much I own of that. Here's how much use you get. Here's how you get to use it. Here's like... Boom. But then what do they always do? Then they complicate it by bringing the sex piece in or the love piece in or the relationship piece in, right? So it's like, well, technically it's a business relationship and really it's just about our business, our house or our kids. Or a company. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you still can't have sex with anybody else. It's like, wait a minute. Those are, those are love relationship rules, right? Not business relationship rules. Some love and relationship rules too. Right. I mean, <laughs> not even everybody. But, but you know, the, the point is, is, is that if you're going to treat it as a business transaction, then set appropriate business rules. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about uh, systems. Create systems to make things like house chores, kids, work easier for you both. Remember, we talked about one of the reasons could be to be so stressed out. Now, it's not going to help to say, oh, you're so stressed. Yeah, maybe she might need a foot rub, but it's usually not just that. Like having somebody else to carry the weight of everything off the shoulders and stuff or having systems, like systematizing. How can I get the maximum results with the least amount right. of effort? If, if your problem is she's giving way too much attention to the kids, get a nanny, even if it's part-time. Just get a babysitter. Enlist your parents, you know, the <laughs> yeah. family to come in and help out a little bit more on a regular basis, not just the every once in a while. If the problem is she's too busy because there's a ton of cleaning that has to happen in the house. Get somebody to come and clean the house. Now, I know some of you are saying, yeah, that sounds great, but I can't afford a nanny or I can't afford, you know, a house cleaner. They're just examples. Find other solutions You know, for find it. other parents and then take turns on tr having or, the kids. Or you just know, like people don't realize how much time they waste in any given day by not doing things efficiently. Yes. So, you know, it could be as simple as, okay, here's the list of tasks that have to happen around the house. Let's see if we can figure out a schedule and assign things to certain people that can make this get done a whole lot faster and easier. So rather than just running around the house haphazardly, oh, this needs to be cleaned over here. Oh, this needs to happen over here. Oh, oh, I forgot about this thing over here. And you're constantly chasing the squirrel that's mm -hmm. running all over the place. <laughs> you systematize it and you say, okay, on Monday, this, this, and this gets done by this person. On Tuesday, this, this. Like, I know it sounds, oh, I got to create schedules. Yes, yes, because it will help your life and make it easier. Calendars, calendars. <laughs> Use the technology you have available to you. Put things in calendars. Create schedules so that it makes everything easy for people. You, it's, you will save hours a week, literally, if you systematize things. Get one of those uh, self-vacuum, you know, things that yeah. does it like I mean, one of those robots. Right. Get like a robot vacuum if the floors are <laughs> dirty all the time. I mean, seriously. <laughs> like it's pretty easy to find solutions. Lower your standards a little bit if need be, you know. I mean, come on. Get there, a there smaller house if you can. Maybe you yeah. got too many kids and you need a big <laughs> house. But the, the point is, is there are almost always small solutions that can help. I'm not saying it's going to solve all your problems, right? Because it won't. 
but it will take little bits of that stress yes. away. It will make things just a little bit easier every time you implement one of these things. And if you implement enough of them, overall, they make a big impact. Let's talk about the next thing here. Step up and be the best man you can be. That's, that's the harder one because, and that really would be a whole show. And we've done some shows on becoming the man you want to be. Um, yeah, we did was, one with... Was, um, was Sanjeev something? I don't know. I have to... Oh, man, I don't remember his name. But, but it was so good. We thought it was a super powerful show. It, you know, we will link it. We'll link it in there because it, it was a great show. I don't think it got an, as many... Uh, downloads as it really should have. But listening to his story about his grandparents and his father and himself and like, the th- I mean, it was super inspiring about yeah. really stepping up and being a strong man, you know, I mean, and anybody can do it. You don't have to be physically big. You don't have to have money. You don't have to be good looking. You don't have to be a rock star or anything like that. Like literally anybody can do it. And, um, you will see, you, I guarantee you, you will see, your relationships will absolutely transform if you are really showing up as the best version of yourself that you can be. That is so It just, it just will. So true. All How right. to become the man you want to be, episode 147. You so if you haven't, yes, and it's Pradeep, ah, Pradeep Senga. See, that's funny. I was going to say Pradeep, but then I thought that was the uh, other guy, the communication guy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, anyway, don't confuse people. Episode 147, how to become the man you want to be, because we don't have time right now to go through this and give you all of the steps. Um, next step is to get in shape. If you know, if you look in the mirror and you don't like what you see, chances are she might feel the same way and uh, just really work on it because you got to be able to come to a place where you feel in acceptance with how you are and how you look. You know, this is an interesting thing because you don't have to be necessarily super fit for your partner to be attracted to you. No. And, and your partner might still love you and be attracted to you as you are. But if you suddenly start getting really fit, you're going to see like, all right, so we've got to tell a personal story here, right? Because, you know, I've always been uh, fit and, you know, pretty much my whole adult life. You know, there were a few years in uh, at the end of high school, beginning of college where I was partying a little too much. But other than that, I've, I've always been fit. I've been lean. I've been athletic. I've been mountain biking, rock climbing, martial artist, you know, hiking, camping, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. But there, there was like, you know, a couple of years where you and I were just indulging a bit too much in your amazing <laughs> chef skills and, you know. And, and baking. And just being so busy with work that, that we weren't making as much time to get out on a regular basis and, and do that stuff. And we noticed that we were putting on a little weight. Now, the interesting thing is, is we were still totally attracted to each other. None of, neither of us were like, ugh, ugh, you know. <laughs> and we, you know, it was, we're talking just like a couple of pounds, but for us, we're looking in the mirror going, whoa, ah, you know. But here's the thing. When I finally was like, okay, I need to do something about this. And I started training a lot harder in the gym again, like I used to do when I was younger. I started getting out on my mountain bike a whole lot more. And I just started really getting back into great shape again. 
Celine is, is looking at me like like a starving lion. Like I catch her sometimes, you know, like if I don't have my shirt on or whatever, she just looks at me like she wants to just rip me apart, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yes, yes, that is the way you should look at me. Every time you look at me, you should be like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to touch this. I want a piece of that. So the point is, is that even if they're not, not attracted to you, if you get in better shape, they're going to be even more, more. attracted to you and it will inspire them more. Uh, yes. Let's talk about... Oh, were you having a vision there? Yes. I was just enjoying it. Like, do I really have to finish this show now? I just want to, like, close my eyes, imagine, or maybe um, even touch, like, have real life there. Go for it. I'll finish it. I'll finish it up. <laughs> okay. Here's another thing you can do. Find a bigger why for life and for your relationship. Understand, too, that... In life, sometimes there are different faces. Maybe you uh, brought children together and that was your wife for a while. And now that they no longer need you or or older, things could be different. Maybe your wife was for something specific, uh, emotional support, for uh, financial support. Things have shifted. These are not like big enough. And so find sometimes something deeper, bigger, because when things are hard, when um, there are obstacles, life is not always easy, and sometimes it throws curveballs at you. Those things, <laughs> sure does. <laughs> those things will keep you going. You know, like if it's just like, ah, oh, yeah, we just do it together because we like to bone. Like, great, but really, it's not going to keep you going when uh, things are hard. Yeah, and so you know, there's there's two things here. One is have a bigger why for life in general, and this goes back to women being attracted to men who have a purpose, who are driven who are trying to create something bigger than just themselves in the world. The second part is have a bigger why for your relationship. Why are you actually together? Yes. You know, and, and like we, we borrowed this uh, from some friends of ours that, that uh, we've known for a very long time, but we just thought it was great. And so we were like, yeah, this is a great idea, which is, you know, we always said that, you know, we would stay together as long as the relationship did more good in the world than not, right? So if you realize you're in a relationship and it's it's literally just, it's not serving you or the world anymore, then it's not, it's not good to be in. But if you have a bigger why, and that why is this relationship is literally not just good for us, but good for the world, I mean... You're on fire. You are on fire. Oh! <laughs> I'm going to go and give you the last three points that we have as kind of like... Uh, the last tidbits here of things to do because they're kind of easier here. Number the first is to bring back the fun because, you know, doing some fun things, some new things, it doesn't have to be in the bedroom, but just ex- having that fun, that creativity, that energy back into your life will go a long way. Then you want to stop focusing on the lack and focus on the appreciation. If you are in this place and you're constantly thinking about the fact that you're not getting the sex you want and need, you are putting all of your attention on the things you don't want and you don't have. And you want to start to make a switch and start to focus on some of the things that you have. And you want to start to bring in to the relationship more appreciation than resentment because it will shift the balance and the quality of the relationship. And last but not least, give her the kind of sex she wants. Find out what she wants, educate yourself, join sexual mastery, work with us, whatever. Read a book, talk to people who do it well, not, not you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then 
get at it, try, have fun. Again, fun is the key word. Absolutely. Bring back the fun, focus on what you want to create, not on the lack, and absolutely give her the kind of sex she wants. If you give her the sex that she wants, she's going to keep coming back for more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I kind of wanted to finish with a saying and some ideas that people kind of say, and, and there are some truth to it. Again, it's not... Uh, everybody, it's not like a generality for everyone, but in general, like men need to have sex to feel loved and women need to feel love to have sex. And so you got to figure out a way for her to feel loved. Her way, the way to her pussy is through her heart. It really is. And the way to a man's penis is through his penis. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> well, you know. Basically, the the way to the way to a woman's vagina is through her heart, and this isn't a hundred percent true. But often, the way to a man's heart is through his penis. It's yeah. just reversed. That's it all. is. It is. That's but all. if you understand that the pathways and activate that, then they can work. So we hope today's show was inspiring and and hopefully gave you some tools and insights on what's going on what are some of the first steps you can do because it's absolutely you can shift things around it's just you're stuck in a bad dynamic and here's the thing which is what I always tell my clients just become the man you want to be there's two ways this can go. She's either going to be like, wow that's amazing and shift and your relationship will soar to new heights. Or it will finally be the, the, the thing that breaks it, where you both decide to separate, you go different ways, but then you are the man you want to be so that your next relationship starts from a great place and you're not just going to repeat the same mistakes over and over. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody, that's all the time we have for this episode and we will see you next week. We hope you like this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoy this show, subscribe, leave us a review, and share it with your friends. And for more free, exclusive content, join us in the Passion Vault at CelineRemy.com forward slash vault. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y dot com forward slash vault. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing.